Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Everyone's getting excited all over again. Um, I know it looks exciting. Sometimes it can be exciting, but watching courtroom proceedings, even if it's on every single network from Fox News to MSNBC to CNN to uh, the Animal Planet, they're all taking this thing live. And it's Fonnie Willis uh, and her boyfriend, the co-prosecutor. I've heard enough. Get this guy out of there. Get them both out of there. Fonnie and Nate, they're totally... Um, compromised and the thing is they may have been more interested in hooking up than pursuing justice uh and we know the whole thing is a farce they're pursuing justice but even you got to hold up the appearance of doing something and they couldn't even do that like the whole case against trump may have just been a ploy for them to hook up and make some extra cash so um the judge down there who looks a lot like adam schiff not nearly as bad but he kind of resembles adam schiff can't make up his mind? Dude, how much more information? This is a little bit too uh, deliberative. Let me see here. The police have make the police make it as messy as well. Let's can we can we go there? I want to hear this judge. You know, let's just maybe he's going to rule. Take out that gavel and do something, judge. Mr. Bob. I believe Mr. Wade was released from his subpoena. Uh when we concluded uh, his testimony the last year so unless he's been re-subpoenaed and there's, I have no knowledge of that um, he has every Make it happen, presence. Judge! Sure. Um, I think procedurally that would be accurate and so I, I, at this point I don't see a, uh, a means where he would need to be recalled And uh, but if it is then that is something you can take up Alright, uh, Mr. Bradley through his attorney informed me that he would be here today in person. I don't see him in the gallery. Do we know if he's out in the hallway? Okay. All right. We can uh, call for Mr. Bradley. Oh my God! This dithering, Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley is Nathan Wade's attorney. You know, I'm going to have to stick up here for Nathan Wade for one brief moment. He's his attorney. What the hell ever happened to attorney-client privilege? What happened with attorney? Did you know that in the case against Trump with the documents, they actually got one of his attorneys. They made him reveal his conf- his conversations with trump yeah no I, I that whole situation attorney client privilege i don't know what it means anymore with some of the court proceedings we've seen in recent years james flippin i mean you could murder somebody and tell your lawyer i did it and they couldn't tell anybody right i was always of the impression that like attorney client privilege existed up until somebody else was like in danger right like you know that your client has somebody kidnapped somewhere you're not allowed to not tell them where they are well, right that, that would be like an accessory to a crime that's not the situation we're in with trump and quite frankly that's not the situation we're in with uh nathan wade right this judge oh procedurally that will be the <laughs> just you you know they literally give you a hammer when you're a judge they give you a hammer what other job gives you a hammer freaking use it do it Jettison these two corrupt prosecutors. Jettison the whole case. Grand jury was all messed up. I actually feel sorry for this guy. He's got nothing to do with it. He's a divorce attorney. It's on national TV now. Let's turn up the volume. If you're speaking of the text message, you can go to that text message and you can read that text message. And I will explain the text message to you. But you and I did not have a conversation about when it started. You asked... A compound question 
of magistrate court versus, I mean, you, you said it was magistrate court, municipal. Magistrate, all right, give I mean, me a favor. Just, Can we magistrate. just let me know when they get to the sexting, all right? This, this sounds very conventional, magistrate court, the federal court, the state court. I want to know about the sexting because I know that there was in 12,000 texts late at night, what percentage do you think were of a sexting nature, a sexual nature? By, by sexting, what do we mean by sexting? Well, discussing, obviously, anything uh, of an adult nature in that respect. We mean a message intended to arouse the recipient or the sender. All right. I think we know what we're talking about. Can we turn it up one more time? And maybe they've gotten to the good stuff. Relevance this Perhaps we'll get there, but I think first, Ms. Perhaps. Person has the right to draw his attention to the exact, potentially inconsistent statement. Thank you, Judge. Um, may I approach him? It's overruled. This you is may. the text section. Uh, the blonde attorney is one of the Trump uh, attorneys. I believe, Ms. Merchant, you tendered, was it the entire text chain as an exhibit? Um, I only tendered a few of the texts, but I did give the state their co- their courtesy copies last time um, of the exhibits. Was this one tendered? This one was not tendered. All right. And I'm happy to tender it. We'll just take it as it comes. Whatever you want. We're at, um, I, think, I think we're at 39. <laughs> I will wait to mark it, um, but I think we're at 39. May I approach Judge? May. May I approach Judge? All right. Here we go. Here we go. She walked him back, and now she's going to let him have it. I don't think she should let him have it, though. I think we know enough. Get rid of these bogus prosecutors. So, Terrence, do you remember telling me that it started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton? I see the message there, but I I don't recall. Um, I do see that message, but I do not recall. You don't recall texting this? I look back at my text messages um, through uh, that we've had. I see that message, but I do not recall that. No matter. Um, and when I asked you if you start, if you thought it started before she hired him, and you responded absolutely. Your Honor, I'm going to object as to the source of the information um, that Mr. Bradley allegedly gathered this from. Um, there's been absolutely no foundation, um, and based on the arguments of the last hearing. That a lot of this is based on gossip. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on? That lady is now she's asking him about text messages with her. And I asked you when this relationship started. Did it start before 2022? And he said, absolutely. absolutely, Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was. uh, Didn't his client tell him, hey, we've got (laughs) to. I don't know. I think it's a little bit ludicrous at this point, don't you? Yeah, I mean, look, the the numbers behind it, though, the one number that's pretty significant is this guy, Nathan Wade, got paid $600,000 to investigate this case. So uh, if they were in a relationship, that's pretty relevant. Yeah, well, we know that by now. They even said it. We know that they were hooking up. They have said it. We know, I know it for Fannie Wade said, Fannie, Fannie Willis, Willis said, uh, well, before 2022, we were hanging out. Yeah, I thought she's still trying to maintain that it didn't really start until right. they were working on the case. Pump up the volume one more time. I do like this blonde female prosecutor or defense lawyer, whatever she is. You told me. In fact, you corrected me when I said magistrate court. You corrected me and said it was municipal court. Yeah. Do you remember that? Same objection, Your Honor. This is, this is the exact same issue, right? Well, I'm asking if he remembers that. He All right. Now she's sounding a little bit nasty. 
right? But the relevance of whether he remembers it isn't established until we know how he remembers it or why. Oh, Judge, you are terrible. Does that make sense? I guess not. (laughs) Sorry. How he knows it? I'm I'm just asking if he told me that. Right. So I wasn't asking how he knew that. I wasn't asking the source of that knowledge. I was asking if he told me that. Sure. That was it. But I, that's the point. It's how he All knows right. it. Right. I'm getting a little bit of a, um, I'm getting a vibe from this lady a little bit. From the defense attorney? Her, the yeah. blonde. Uh-huh. It's not altogether negative. It's mixed. Uh-huh. All right. What's happening here? Because this is going no place. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll tell you, listening to some of that makes me wonder why I never got into law it's just it's never as fun or as interesting as it is in the in on tv although every now and then every now and then there there will be a moment and we'll be sure to get to that moment when it happens or right after it happens but i'll be watching i'll be keeping an eye what else so one of these stories we've been covering today uh is that a 37 year old man by the name of nasim barry who works at a bodega in crown heights was shot dead yesterday by a guy because he wouldn't the Bodega worker wouldn't give up a free black and mild cigar, a $1 cigar. So this bodega worker says, no, I'm not going to give you the cigar. The guy leaves, comes back with a gun, shoots him dead. Yikes. Did they catch the guy who did it? Not yet. He wanted a $1 cigar. A did he want a mild. Lucy? Did he want a Lucy? Actually, I think black and mild you can sell individually legally. So it's not a Lucy would be like a cigarette that got taken out of a pack. Those guys have a tough job, though, bodega workers, you know. It's uh, it's dangerous. They're open all night. All kinds of characters coming through. Guns everywhere. They don't have, they're do not they not afraid of the police anymore. Idiots like Clyde Haberman backing up uh, uh, Eric Adams and uh, Bill de Blasio. He helped give us Bill de Blasio. Uh, the safety that he enjoyed under um, uh, Bloomberg and Giuliani, right? He just goes with the flow, just goes with the woke flow. Now, is that guy getting up now? Why is he getting up? Hold on. Turn up. Turn it up. Back in Georgia. <clears throat> I apologize. Um, when did you first get knowledge? I'm not qualifying what type of knowledge. I'm just asking when you first the, knew about of the, the relationship. relationship. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, so I can't give you a date if you're asking for a date. All right, he's being he's being evasive in his own cute little way. He's being evasive. When did you find out about the relationship? If you asked me that, I'd be like, I either eh, I don't know, last year sometime, maybe before, or if I didn't want to tell you, I said, like, What do you mean by relationship? What do you mean? Like, what are you asking me? Right. So he's playing a little bit of a game, and I didn't really even understand what the prosecutor was was saying. Like, oh, you you can't ascertain that this is from his text messages or something like that. I don't know what the hell this has to do with Trump. All I know is Trump is innocent. Uh, these people are dirty in Fulton County, especially Fonnie Willis, especially Nathan Wade. Six hundred thousand dollars for a a prosecutor. They didn't even need him. They hired him because she wanted a boy toy. And he's very much a boy toy. I mean, he's a handsome guy, right? And younger, and I think a little bit out of her league, if you know what I mean. All right, what else? Uh, let's see. We also have more small business owners signing on to the class action lawsuit opposing the MTA's congestion pricing plan. Basically, the argument behind this lawsuit is that the proper environmental impact study wasn't completed to determine whether or not congestion pricing is, you know, permissible under that type of structure. These I'm sorry. Throwing up that that big metal barricade, 
splitting Manhattan in half and wanting 15 bucks, soon to be 20 bucks to take a car. They're trying to illegalize the, the, the American way. Having a vehicle. This is going to affect me. How do I get involved? Well, I mean, I, you know, you could potentially sign on to that class action lawsuit. You can also continue to raise awareness on this because it seems like people are signing on to the lawsuit every day. You know, here's the thing I'm worried about with the raise awareness thing. I mean, I don't know. There's so many awareness campaigns. The other day I saw an awareness campaign to raise awareness. I didn't even know what, you know what I mean? Just awareness for awareness sakes. Mm-hmm. What the hell do we actually do? Here's the thing. Part of it is this social media, these uh Kardashians, this uh, uh reality housewives, everybody is like totally checked out and they are stealing with us they go up to albany we have no idea what they're doing yeah. we have no real way of tracking them in well, the media now a bunch of 23 year old kids uh, maybe i should start going up there well it's interesting because one of the congressmen who's been a uh, consistently opposed to this is a democrat from new jersey josh gottheimer and he's part of the effort opposing congestion pricing he said this week that basically the mta is going to make a lot more money than they've said they've said they're going to pull in about a billion every year um you know, I, I don't exactly know how they put those studies together. It's based off some kind of traffic pattern estimates. But Godheimer says they're going to make a lot more than that. You know, there are not going to be too many of these things. I'm not saying I'm going to, but I'm going to vandalize these things. I, it wouldn't take too much to take them out of commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't, I don't think That's anybody would be surprised if that happened. Probably against the law. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, right? Like, there's a natural barrier to crossing the Hudson River or, you know, coming in from Brooklyn or Queens or whatever it may be. You know, you have to go in through the tunnel. You have to go across the bridge. This is just like, oh, yeah, to be in this area of the city, give us cash. No, it is un American. It is uh, contrary to uh, everything it means to be a New Yorker, and it can happen, and we got to figure out a way. Nikki Haley is still in this race. What the hell is she thinking? Who is really paying her? Huh? Well, tonight is the Michigan primary. Trump is going to win by about 90 points. And Joe Biden might just be in for the, for a nice shot of cold water in his face. The people up there don't like Joe. Even the Democrats don't like Joe. Be right back. Thanks, James. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We got to go back to Atlanta. It's getting a little bit testy. I'm kind of liking it now. All right. Back to Atlanta, Georgia, the courtroom. I think it's her right to have a little leeway on this if she's an adverse witness. Thank you, Judge. And, Judge, these speaking objections are clearly coaching the witness because he's regurgitating. Your Honor, I have, I, I, I have to take offense to that comment. I'm objecting based on the law, and I'm, and I'm making a record for the court. Um, so I, I, I take offense to that comment. It's not the case. All right. Well, uh, I think we can start with uh, objection, the grounds and the rule number. And then if I need more, I'll ask. Thank you. All right. Thank you. What did Nathan tell you about the relationship? Objection. Hearsay. Nathan has testified. It's yeah. still hearsay. It's an out-of-court statement being brought up for the truth of the matter asserted. So hearsay. Let so- the man speak. Yeah, this would be for impeachment by contradiction. <clears throat> Thank would be an exception to the hearsay rule. And admissible substantive evidence and the privilege issues are overruled. Thank you, Judge. Well, I think he just overruled the privilege objection, but we don't know when he's talking about. So we've already established that December 2018 was the date of the privilege. Sure. And that's something I covered in the in-camera hearing. And I'm based on what he told me in that in-camera hearing. Uh, I don't believe any statements to this effect 
We're covered by privilege. And Judge, I just want for the record, because sometimes the record doesn't reflect where people are looking, and that when I ask a question, Mr. Bradley is looking at Mr. Wade and his lawyer to wait for them to object, and they're clearly interacting somehow in the court. So I just want the record to reflect that, because it wouldn't otherwise. It's there now. My, you. The question was put to you, Mr. Bradley. Judge, one of my lawyers is standing, is sitting right in the back, A, you can look wherever you want. Yeah, and I've never looked at Mr. Wade or his attorneys. That's not Scott Street. All right. Ms. Bradley, the question was put to you. Oh, repeat the question, please. Yes. So I showed you, uh, or I asked you, I'm sorry, the question, the last question I asked you was, what did Nathan Wade tell you about the relationship? Same objection, Your Honor. And that's already been ruled upon. Nathan Wade is sitting right there. I him stating that at some point they were dating. Uh, I can't tell you what date that was. It was made in confidence. We were in the back of our office. Our offices were the only two in the back. There was no one else present. That is all I can tell you at this time. At this time? One time? One time. You only had a conversation with him one time about the relationship? Objection. Asked and answered. No, I think that's a uh, clarify for a thorough sitting cross. Ms. Merchant. I do not recall any other time that he mentioned uh, that they were in a relationship. No. Well, Judge, you've heard enough, all right? Just get that damn gavel, hit it, and say, Fonny, go home. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, that Georgia stuff is getting more and more frustrating and confusing, and it's time for the judge to start kicking some ass. Why, why, why do we give you that hammer? Why do we give you the robe? You know, are you a clerk? You just got to look stuff up all the time, all the time, all the time, looking stuff up. Just make some, make some rulings, man. Just do it. Get rid of them. Uh, you heard about this. James mentioned more than 70 people. 70 migrants, illegal migrants, Senegalese, discovered living in a cramped New York City basement, so cramped that they had to sleep in shifts. Post, more than 70 migrants have been living in a cramped basement below a furniture restaurant. Below a furniture restaurant? That's what it says, a furniture restaurant. I think they mean a furniture store and a restaurant, but who knows. A furniture restaurant? 
in South Richmond Hill, Queens, where beds are so in demand that only half can sleep there at one time, city officials said on Tuesday. Fire prevention inspectors discovered the illegal subterranean boarding house Monday when they were called to 132-03 Liberty Avenue to investigate reports about a large collection of e-bike batteries, according to the fire department. Uh, that's when they found 40 migrants sleeping in the building's basement and realized that the true number of inhabitants was actually twice that. And I'm looking inside it. My goodness gracious. It's really, it's well lit, but it's so cramped and obviously a fire hazard and, and just terrible. Migrants found living in a cramped basement. Yeah. Uh, forget the furniture. It looks like it was a restaurant. Um, a further probe revealed up to 80 individuals have been living there, taking turns to sleep due to the limited space available adding that it had issued a vacate order to the building. The building owner, Ibu Sar, 47 years old, told Channel 11 that he was charging migrants $300 per month to live in his little hostel. That's interesting. He just, okay, if I were you, Ibu, uh, I would uh, lawyer up and keep my mouth shut. Most of the migrants are from Senegal, he said, claiming he was giving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The city is saying that they have no place for these people, Saar told the network, which first reported on the setup. It's not true. Inspectors from the city department of buildings found that the first floor commercial space and the cellar had been illegally converted into a makeshift bunkhouse replete with 14 bunk beds, 13 regular beds. Yikes. Hey, these e-bikes, by the way, are a death trap. You put them in the apartment, they can burst on fire. And when they're actually functioning and working well, uh, they can run over you on the street. They're like a motorcycle. I want to hear Georgia one more time, if you don't mind. Send a rough draft. This is on every single cable news network right now. Nathan Wade's lawyer being cross-examined by one of the defendants in the case. And that was at 10.08 on Saturday, January 6th. In the Bonnie uh, Willis, January 6th case. You got an email what? from me with that rough draft. At 1025 that same day, correct? Yes. We need to look at it. Um, if, if, if it says 1025, then um, I know you sent me an email. Um, While he's looking at it, I'm, I'm going to object us to ask the name. We've through the fact that he sent him a copy of the motion. I'm going to say it right now. The defense attorney, the lady, is very, very attractive. Has anybody noticed that? There's something about her. You know, she's got it all going on. All going on. And good for her. You know, I just saw some some uh, guidance for uh, people in, in, in they're, they're never supposed to comment on somebody's appearance. Did you know that? And, and, yeah, like the, the workplace guidelines for New York State. You're never, ever, ever. What the hell kind of life is that? That sounds like Mao. That sounds like that sounds like North Korea. Everybody's uniform. No, I don't think so. Pump up the volume. That refresher memory. It says looks good, but as a as I stated before, I was responding to you putting me back into. The motion for receiving $74,000 in a contract. I don't know why he's being so evasive. Sometimes people on the stand, they just think they have to talk in a certain way. Just we, we all know, you know, all right. We all know it. Just you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come clean. This it doesn't work. This little evasiveness. What do you mean by that? What the, I don't know that. Keep going. 
I've said twice, overruled, Mr. Bonnie. I've said twice that the looks accurate was, or I've said more than twice, was for the seventy-four thousand. Do you remember telling me about um, Nathan and Fawny coming to your office and spending time together at your office? No, I mentioned. Um, I do recall testifying on the 16th that she had come to our office. And that was before she was elected as district attorney, correct? I recall that that was when she was district attorney. Because I said that there was a meeting held at my office. And who was at that meeting? I, now, I can't tell you that. I don't recall. But you know, Ms. Willis was there, Mr. Wade was there. It was at our office, um, actually. Right. I, I'm going to take um, a step back. I don't like busting on this guy, actually. He's a lawyer representing a guy. The way I understand attorney-client privilege, it's supposed to be between them, right? And, you know, sure. Do I think some uh, shenanigans were going on here? Yep, I sure do. But when you start messing with attorney-client privilege like they have done on our side, now we're messing with it on their side, some things have to be kind of beyond, uh, just beyond debate, beyond compromise. You got to have attorney-client privilege, Barbara. Don't you agree? I'm getting a little uncomfortable with this, and I get a little uncomfortable with people on our side saying, "Well, that side did it, so we're going to do it," and I don't like that. And that's exactly what you said to the caller the other day: that we can't twist the law like the other side does, and we can't twist the truth. And good for you. Good for you, because it would be very dramatic. You could take a different approach. It might be very dramatic, but it would not be true to our Constitution and true to our system of law. Thank you, Greg. Well, thank you. All right. So uh, what's on your mind today? Well, I, I'm i kind of choked up because, I, you know, I, I read a lot. And I was reading some things that Thomas Paine wrote, and it just touched my heart so deeply. He said when he was writing Common Sense, which helped to persuade the colonists that they could indeed stand up to the tyranny of the king, when he was writing it, one of the things he wrote is, we have it now in our power to begin the world over again, to form the noblest, purest constitution on the face of the earth. Thomas Paine thought all that stuff? He, that and so much more in the 47-page pamphlet, Common Sense, which 500,000 of them were sold throughout the colonies. He influenced the thinking of the colonists to know that they had this opportunity to give us what we have now, but what we are very quickly letting slip through our fingers. And Thomas Paine reaches out to us with his writings to tell us, listen, we need you. As Samuel Adams said, if ever the time should come when vain and aspiring men possess the highest seats in government, we will stand in need of our experienced patriots to prevent our country's ruin. Barbara, I love it. Please, if you don't mind, that little chunk right there. I need it. I need it. I need it. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, but I got to go back to Atlanta because the, the, the attorney that I have a little bit of a crush on is uh, is getting all fired up. So my question is, do you have knowledge of them meeting at that office? Objection. Foundation. Okay. All right. Overruled. Do you have knowledge of them meeting at that office? 
I have no personal knowledge, if that's what you're asking. I didn't ask that yet. I asked if you have any knowledge. Objection, that would be hearsay. Not if it came from Mr. Wade, We don't know where it came from. So he said, how do you you know, Mr. Bradley? How do you know? Any knowledge that I would have uh, received would have come from my client at the time. Okay. So you had knowledge of this place that that Ms. Willis worked. What did you know about them meeting at that office? Objection. Hearsay. It's not hearsay, Judge. How he knows it, and then you ask the next question. All right. He's already, she's already, he's already asked the next question. Can you repeat the question? Yes. Ah. How do you have knowledge? What knowledge? Did, well, you just told us. You told us Mr. Wade told you. So tell us what Mr. Wade told you about Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade meeting at the Evans office. Uh-oh. Objection, Your Honor. Privilege. This clearly covers a time after December 2018 that would be covered by the privilege. Yeah. Um, overall. Uh-oh. Do you recall the question, Mr. Brown? I do not. Oh, man. You re-asked the question, Ms. Merchant. What did you learn from Mr. Wade? I was clarified that's where you learned it from. About... Mr. Willis, Mr. Wade, and Miss Willis meeting at the Evans office together. They were hooking up at the office. He's testified that he has an answer. Yeah, we haven't heard an answer. I want to know. Conversation with Mr. Wade in the back of his law office. His answer may change. Tip him off as to how to answer the question. I can't recall what the conversation was. Um, I do. I do recall um, knowing that they would that he would go down to the office or had been down to the office, but I can't tell you in what capacity or when or any of that. No. Uh, he told you that they had sex at the office. Woo! I don't recall him saying that, no. You don't recall? No. So it's possible he did say that? You just don't remember one way or another? I do not remember him saying that. Um, and do you recall that he had a garage door opener to either a house or a condo or something like that of Miss Willis's? I've never seen a garage door opener. I've never been to Miss Willis's house. I've never been to, and I'm trying to explain. I've never been. So no, I do right. not. Have I mean, what the hell is the judge waiting for? Actually, I'm fine with this. The longer it takes, the better it is, because this case is a joke, and I'm not anxious for the trial to proceed or anything like that. Donald Trump had every right in the universe to call. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Germany and Raffensperger and say anything he wanted to about that election. Anything. Anything. It's constitutionally protected free speech. And just because uh, Brad Raffensperger and Gabriel Sterling say an election is perfect, uh, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's perfect. Since when is it that we take, especially, forgive me, officials from the South, we take, these guys have been obstructionist 
These guys, what would the country look like? I'm sorry. I don't want to take it out on the South, but you know what I mean. Just because they're public officials and they say something, does that mean they're to be believed? We'll see. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. All right. So Donald Trump said those things and Rudy Giuliani also was like, you know, concerned about the fairness of the election, making phone calls, coming up with a plan. You know, if those electors were deemed to be fraudulently appointed or based on fraudulent information, right? Fraudulent data, fraudulent votes. You're allowed to plan. This is a, that's called politics. May not be done all that often, but that's politics. That's political activity. And they're trying to illegalize political activity. It's a disgrace. And how did they get to, you know, you notice they didn't get the best and brightest prosecutors to wage these cases against Trump. You got Alvin Bragg, maniac. You got Letitia James, double maniac. You've got Jack Smith, quadruple maniac. Who are the other ones? I think that might be it. These are not the best and the brightest. These are weirdos that they, you know, break in case of you desperately need some dirty work done. And they thought that it would never get to this point, that Trump would be dead and buried politically. Turn up the volume one more time. ...of his divorce. I mean, uh, not deposition, but something from his divorce. Okay. And... When you responded, um, doesn't surprise me. They took many trips to Florida, Texas, California. Those are your words, though, right? I'm going to object as to relevance. He said he did not know, and he actually learned from this merchant the information. He said he learned about certain trips from this merchant. Okay, you can uh, tie it down, but... Thank you. We'll see. He no information about any trips that Miss Willis and Mr. Wade took. That he learned it all from Miss Merchant. That was his testimony. Sure. Judge, I'm Maybe the conclusion we, we reach. Uh, I think she's going to ask more than one question. Though. All right, Ms. Merchant. And if, Judge, just so, so we can be clear, if he said more than one version, that's all relevant. We're allowed to talk about the different versions that he's told. All right, I've overruled the version, Ms. Merchant. Do you remember telling me that it didn't surprise you that they took the trips that I found in the divorce file because they took many trips to Florida, Texas, California? And then you told me that they took the trip to California when she moved her daughter there because she failed out of FAMU. Do you remember that? She failed out of what? I don't recall that, but if... Um, I, I don't recall. Okay. Um, Judge Mayor Perch, it's... It's in one of the ones I gave Well, I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, there are a lot of people guilty in that courtroom. <laughs> and it's looking up for Trump. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson. Um, yeah, he is the Speaker. And, you know, he's, I don't know, a little bit wobbly on certain things, right? And uh, we've been a little bit uh, disappointed but what do we make of this? He just came out of the Oval Office talking to the president, and he said, I'm not budging. It looks to me like he said, I'm not budging. We need border. We need work, executive action on the border right now, or else no Ukraine. Let's listen to this. Thank you. Thank you all for staying. We had a, um, a, a couple of meetings there. It was uh, frank and honest. I think we need more frank and honest conversations on Capitol Hill. So I was happy to participate in this. We did. Uh, that as a group, and then I had a one-on-one uh, -on -one for a period of time with the president, just he and I in the Oval Office. Uh, let me say this. When I showed up today, 
my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues, and we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states who feel this acutely. They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone, and it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today and, in that room and, and, and again one-on-one with the president. And, I think that's our responsibility uh, to bring that up. The other big priority for our country, of course, is the funding of our government. And we have been working in good faith around the clock every single day for all months. Right. There's no upshot here. You know, There's no upshot. It's all going to continue. That's the thing. It's not nothing has been agreed upon. And actually, in a weird way, I'm OK with that for the time being. Just don't give on this Ukraine stuff. You gotta get, you gotta get. That guy's gotta be signing executive actions by the close of business. That's what you should uh, be uh, holding out for there, Mike. All right. Hey, James. Hey, Greg. Uh, so I wanted to show this to you. Did you see over the weekend there was a pro communist rally in Brooklyn? How many people showed up? There, well, from the video, um, it looks like it was dozens. This press release from the Revolutionary Communists of America say that 120 comrades from New York City, Philadelphia, New Haven, and Boston gathered mm. for the founding of the Revolutionary Communists of America. All right. Well, you know, look, we got 300 million people. We got a bunch of kooks. We, I mean, that, that doesn't, I mean, I'm actually surprised there weren't more. <laughs> You know what I mean? 120. Yeah, you would think in the streets of uh, Brooklyn you'd get more than that, right, for a communist rally. Totally, 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 totally. So you're not so impressed with the number. Bill de Blasio, for crying out loud. <laughs> Sandinista goes there. Uh, hey, we're going to take calls. i got to do this real quick. Kevin, hello. Hey, good, good afternoon, uh, Greg. I just wanted to say um, I appreciate your show and everything WABC is doing. But the point I was um, calling was about was um, there was a mig- uh, three migrants that got arrested in Wayne and um, at the Willowbrook Mall that little or anybody reported on, they got caught with a whole bunch of other stuff. The the news website it was on was RLS. And well, hold on a second. What did these three migrants do? Uh, they got caught with a bunch of shoplifting from, like, a whole bunch of stores, Alta and the Wayne Police. All right. Was, I mean, look, you- right now, they one of those migrants just killed a girl uh, down in Georgia. I mean, you know, we got to prioritize. There's lots of shoplifting going on all over the place, you know? I mean, uh, but, uh, all right, Wayne, it happened in Wayne at the mall, huh? Yeah, but I just wanted to also say, um, with this, with this mayor, the North Mayor Roz Baraka, him and, uh, Eric Adams got a lot of connections. Um, that company, Mo, Mo5, Mo, uh, with the credit card, yeah. that's the same, that's the same company that was giving out the, um, the five, they was giving out like free money. It's, it's, if you put in that company name and Rob Baraka, you'll see it because he's running for governor now. Yeah, that, and, and that uh, company's in Newark, right? It's based in Newark. Absolutely, on Washington Street. Uh, Curtis know a little bit more, but the, another thing I just wanted to say is this website called, um, Cities for Action, and it lists all the cities of all these mayors that's trying to migrate all these immigrants in so you guys should uh just check it out thanks kevin cities for action good stuff great insight sandra rachel suzanne the rest sorry to be continued